Hi, I'm Renee Crandall, and you're listening to the Wake Up Your Life podcast, a personal development podcast for women where we'll discuss how to live intentionally today and every day. I want to be a better version of myself this year than I was last year, five years from now versus five years ago, and I want to encourage you in that same journey. I hope my words each week leave you feeling inspired and empowered to wake up your life and go after who you truly desire to be. I'm in this with you to coach you and cheer you on. I believe in you. Let's go. Hello, everyone. After the past few weeks of having more weighty conversations and topics, I thought that it would be fun this week to talk about something a little bit lighter, but still very much aligns with intentional living and It's something that I have been prioritizing in my life, I would say probably within the last six months, and that is minimalism, but not the way that you maybe think about minimalism. I know for myself, before really diving into the topic and how it would relate to my life and my possessions and the things that I own, I thought that minimalism was only that it only aligned with that huge trend that like started booming, gosh, I don't even know, maybe five years ago, if not longer, where people would sell everything that they own. They'd only have all their things in one suitcase. They wouldn't have any furniture. There was no excess whatsoever. And that was so extreme for me. I was not interested in it in the absolute least. So I always had kind of just a weird negative connotation with minimalism in general, and I thought it was for people who were single or loved to travel. I don't know, just had a very different life and perspective than I did. And then I was reading, and I and I mentioned it in an episode before, I was reading the book The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry by John Mark Comer, and there's a whole section in there that talks about simplicity. And in that topic of simplicity, he talks about the way that we – just have so much excess in our possessions and and challenges us to be more intentional with what we own and why and how we spend our money and why and really analyze are we buying things because we genuinely want them and we know that we will be able to intentionally use that item or it's going to bring us joy or it's a significant blessing in some way or are we buying something because the media companies or the the marketing agencies are telling us that we have a need for something that we didn't even think we needed. And then we're kind of giving in to that wave of, well, I need more stuff. I need this. This is going to make me happier. And this item is better than what I have. So I need to upgrade. And just all of that chaos that's always coming at us, that reading it in the book gave me a new perspective. And then this is kind of random, but uh, Isaac and I, for our five-year wedding anniversary last year, we went to Kauai. And we had never been to Kauai. So I was doing some research on where to visit, what were the best beaches, kind of figuring out like my lay of the island before we ended up going just so that we could really experience the most of the island in the short amount of time that we were there. And so I went to YouTube because it had linked me from my Pinterest in regards to places to visit in Kauai and restaurants and all that. And so I was on YouTube watching some videos about Hawaii and then the algorithm served me this video of this gal, her name is Madison Gray on YouTube, and she had this video that popped up that said, the title of it was, I Own Nothing. 
but it was this beautiful picture of the like Hawaiian ocean. So I was naturally intrigued because it had to do with Hawaii. And it was also just wild to think about someone not owning anything. So my thought was, is this actually real? What's going on here? Well, her whole premise is living with intention and with all the things that you own, that there's an intentful purpose behind what you buy and what you take care of in regards to the items in your home and just her her encouragement is more around like simplifying and simple living in a slower pace and anyway she doesn't own absolutely nothing but she went through the season of life where there was a lot of excess and just the possessions and the stuff that they owned and they ended up selling a significant amount of what they owned and then they moved to Hawaii for a certain amount of time. And so it was just intriguing to observe her journey and kind of learn about where was she before and what did she go through? And she's married with two kids and went through all of that process with them. So it was just really interesting because it was the first glimpse, I guess, visually of seeing someone approach the minimalism mindset. And it wasn't the single college age student that was living out of a suitcase and didn't have any furniture and just wanted to travel the world. It was a little bit more not necessarily relatable because I don't have children, but I would love to live in Hawaii one day or at least be there part of the year. So that's what caught my interest and her videos are beautiful. But all of that to say, it opened my mind to a different way to look at minimalism and a different way to look at possessions and how kind of they affect our day to day and how they affect us. And I wouldn't necessarily say that I'm a minimalist, but I would say that the items that I own and the way I now shop and purchase things has significantly more intention than ever before in my life. And there's several reasons for that. One is because I want to spend less time cleaning, less time decluttering, less time organizing. Like this this whole topic, this whole episode, you could label it as a way to apply minimalism to your life. But I think another way that this could be applicable is just some of my tips for decluttering, some of my tips for owning less. And I have four things specifically written down that I have come up with to apply to myself when it comes to when I'm decluttering my closet, when I'm decluttering our kitchen, when I'm shopping, really having intention behind what I'm buying and why. And so I wanted to share some of these with you today because maybe some of you are in a similar space that I was in a handful of months ago where you're not necessarily overwhelmed by the amount of stuff that you have. Like for me, I'm a very organized person and Isaac and I, our home is very clean. I have a lot of joy from cleaning and I like each thing that we have to have a space that it belongs. But as I was observing just like our drawers and our pantry and our closets, that they were packed. Like while everything had a place and it looked clean, it just felt a little too overstuffed. And it made me realize I'm only 28 years old. So if I don't set an intention on what I'm buying and what I own, and if I don't have regular rhythms in my year or in my life where I'm getting rid of things, then how much stuff could I accumulate by the time I'm 70? So that was also a thought of thinking, I want to be really intentional today so that I'm not just busting at the seams with stuff that I'm not even using. 
And so it helps. I, I think that these four things help with how to shift our perspective a little bit when it comes to what we own, but also are just very tangible suggestions on how to declutter. If you feel you do have too much stuff and you're thinking, where do I start? How do I get rid of things? I mean, one podcast episode may not be the oomph that you need if you're not naturally prone to organizing and getting rid of things you don't need anymore or that don't serve you. But it could be a starting point to at least think about it. And maybe some of these things will stick with you the next time you're shopping or online shopping or Amazon or whatever. So for me, like I said, it had a lot to do with not wanting to have stuff just accumulate year after year after year and not proactively addressing it in a realistic way of thinking, is this still relevant to my life today? Like taking clothes, for example. Okay, I have I had a lot of clothes in my closet and a lot of them are were still in great condition. I take really good care of the stuff that I own. So a lot of the stuff was in really great condition, but I maybe haven't worn it since college. So it's not serving me the same way. But in my mind, I'm like, well, I spent money on this and it still looks good. It's okay. I can donate it if it's not relevant to my life today. Or maybe there's a hobby of mine that I just don't invest in the same way today. One of the things I used to love to do when I was younger and even in college and the first few years that Isaac and I were dating, I loved handmaking cards. That was something I really enjoyed doing. I had all the craft supplies, all the paper, the cutouts, so many things with crafting. And that is not something that I am at all interested in doing now. I am more than happy to spend the $6 or $7 on a beautiful minted card from Target for someone that I'm wanting to give a card to. I just don't, it's not the same joy that I don't have the same joy with card making that I used to. And it's not a bad thing. It's just saying that was a bright spot in my season of life back then, but it's not something that I'm drawn towards today. So I got rid of a lot of my card making stuff and there may be a point where I'm back interested in it, but I'm going to want all new things at that point in the future. And knowing that it wasn't this lifelong hobby, if I'm buying new paper or new tools, I'm going to start smaller and maybe it's just buying Christmas paper and Christmas decoration for making my Christmas cards instead of buying anything and everything for birthdays, congratulations, it's summertime, I want to write you a card, happy Thanksgiving, Merry Christmas. Like It was just too much and it wasn't something I was using anymore. So that was an element too of not only thinking, what are the clothes I'm not wearing or what are the utensils in my kitchen that I'm not using, but what are some of the hobbies that I used to like that I don't need the things anymore and so I can either donate them or sell them on Facebook Marketplace and make money from it. And so it just shifted my perspective to really evaluate every single thing that I owned. And this isn't just doing it because it's a trend. I, I'm i the type of person where I feel a lot more rest and freedom and energy when I'm in a clean, organized space. And I can simplify the cleaning process and spend less time on laundry and dishes and putting away blankets or fluffing pillows or washing towels, or all the different things, if I have less items to take care of, if I have less items to put away. So it started to really shift that aspect of my why instead of, oh, I just want a house that's aesthetically minimal looking and pretty. 
it, that's not that's not going to sustain me when I want to buy more things or when I'm wanting to to go shopping or starting to accumulate things again. You know, I always talk about how whenever you're motivated to do something new, know your why so that it's deeply personal to sustain when some of that additional momentum starts to wear off from the beginning. So for me, it's a lot of those variables of I just I don't want to spend my time putting things away all week long or all weekend long. I I don't want to have eight spatulas when two is more than enough. I don't want to have craft supplies in my upstairs closet when I'm not going to probably use it for the next three to five years, if not longer. That was my why is just wanting to own less because in getting rid of things, it just made my home and my mind and my energy just feel a bit lighter because it added value in my mind of, I was kind of, it was a process of removing why do I want to continue buying all these new things or what is my mindset going into certain stores like home goods where I'm walking out with eight things and yeah, they only cost $2.99 or $3.99, but those are eight items that I now need to find a place for in my home and really evaluating what is the messaging of marketing and is it really for my best interest or is it manipulative? And I think just being really honest with myself of thinking, am I discontent? And is that why I'm wanting to have these multiple items or can I live with less and less is relative to everyone? And so that's a caveat I want to put out there is less for me is not looking at my wardrobe and saying I'm going to have 10 items in my closet that I love to wear. I'm not interested in that level of extreme because that's not a life-giving approach for me. Less for me was I probably had 200 plus items in my closet. So my approach was, can I get that down to 100? Can I cut it in half? Or looking in my kitchen, I don't want to get rid of all of my knives and forks and spoons and all my dishes and only have the bare minimum. Instead, it was it was looking at it and thinking, where's the excess and how can I have less? So literally the spatulas, I had like seven spatulas. I don't need that many. I don't need a spatula for Easter and a spatula for Christmas and a spatula for 4th of July. Like I just need two really good quality ones, one for baking and one for savory. And so it was shifting the way I approached, can I live with less and what does less look like to me? And that's going to be different for each one of us. Maybe for some of you, less is going to be, you are minimizing to just the essentials. Maybe that's super life-giving to you. Your home, your life may already be very organized and very decluttered and you want to go into that extra layer of removal because it can help fight against the feelings of discontent. It can help fight against the feeling of, I need to buy more. There's this sale online. I got this email. I need to look through the website, see if I want anything for 45% off. It's so good. Like fighting a lot of those temptations can help or the way that we, that we can help fight that is by removing the things we already own because it makes us very aware of how much we already have. For others of you, less might be you are going to go through all the things that you own and just get rid of what's old, what you aren't wearing anymore, what you aren't using anymore. Maybe you'll still have five spatulas, but 
maybe you had 10 and now they're the ones that you have are ones you're really using and that you really like. And so it's not about just getting rid of everything that you like. It's saying, is there intention to every single thing that you own? And do you know why you own it? And then the process of it helps fight those feelings of discontentment. And then that perspective of wanting to consume or have more. And so it's been a journey and an experience for me that I feel really passionate about and that has been such a blessing to me. So all of that being said, just as context, I wanted to share my four tips or I guess looking at them. Three of them are questions to ask yourself. One of them is more of an approach to shopping that I have. So I will jump right into them. The first one This was super, super helpful. And this was extremely helpful when it came to going through my closet and getting rid of clothes. (laughs) That question is, would you buy it today? When you look at your clothes and you're decluttering your closet as you take each item out, honestly ask yourself, if you were in the store today, if you were at Target, if you were at Nordstrom Rack, Would you be drawn to this item and would you buy it today? Do you love it that much? And if the answer is no, get rid of it. And even if your mind is thinking, well, I spent a lot on it. I wore it a lot in one season of my life. I might wear it again. You won't. (laughs) I can pretty much guarantee that if you don't love it and if you wouldn't buy it today, you're not going to be naturally drawn to that in your closet because hopefully... You have other items in your closet that you genuinely do love and you would buy today. So you're going to choose those instead. So that is a question that just helps remove a lot of the excess of, would I buy this dish set today? Do I love these dishes? Would I buy this mug today? I don't know about you, but Isaac and I's mug collection was getting out of control. I'm like, when are we ever going to have 20 people over who are all going to need a mug? (laughs) So... Going through that and looking at each mug that we had thinking, would I buy this today? That got that helped me get rid of a lot of things. Or I'm trying to think of other examples, blankets. That was something that I really decluttered. I didn't need 15 blankets or five blankets on our couch. I needed one blanket for me, one blanket for Isaac, and maybe a blanket for a guest. But our house is usually pretty warm that when people come over, they don't even need a blanket. And with that, even the blanket thing, this is kind of silly, but... I'm not having to put blankets away as often because there's not just blankets all over the couch and all over the floor that are overflowing from our basket. And even our bed. I used to love the decorative pillows on our master bed. That was something that I really enjoyed and I would buy pillows and have all the decorative pillows. But the way that our master bedroom layout is, is when you walk by our master bedroom, you don't see our bed. Our our bed is like on the opposite wall. So you don't ever see the pretty decorative pillows when you walk by it. And it was just, it was adding time of taking all the decorative pillows off. And then in the morning, I was way less motivated to make the bed because it took longer to put all those pillows back on. And then when I took the pillows off, they were just all over the floor. And I got to the point of thinking, what is the purpose of all these pillows? Is it to look like Pinterest or is it to actually serve a meaningful purpose to me? So getting rid of decorative pillows on our bed has been amazing. So that was an area where I wouldn't buy those today because I'm not going to use them today. So that's the first question is, would you buy it today? Every item that you're decluttering and getting rid of, ask yourself that question. The second question is, is this item adding value to your life slash does it have a specific purpose? There are certain things that we all own where it's maybe, you know, it has 
an attachment of nostalgia. Maybe we have that item because it's adding value with the person who gave it to us or the memory we have associated with it or the genuine joy that it brings. And so that is a reason to keep that item. Like I said, I don't want my home to be just this empty, sparse space that doesn't have that touch of beauty or femininity or comfort. And so the decorative items that I have, the pictures that I have up or the artwork that I have, the books I have out, the candles I have, or whatever it is, the vases, the things that I have as decoration, every single one of those has value to me. Whether it's something my mom has gotten me that I'm very grateful for or a friend or that Isaac's gotten or that we picked out together or that I genuinely just look at and I smile and I love the way that item looks. But if you're really honest with yourself, not everything is going to bring you the same amount of joy or not everything is going to have value that's added to your life or even have a specific purpose. And so it's evaluating There's different levels of that joy. And yes, maybe you bought something at a store or someone gave you something and you like it, but maybe you don't love it. There's different emotions that's that's attached to the items we have. And, And a way that you can approach it is, is there a story behind it? If someone was to point at an item that you have and they say, why do you have that item? Why do you love it? That if you could share like I, I, what's coming to mind is I have this picture in my kitchen and it's of a baby chick and you can see like the legs of the mama hen and part of the mama hen's body, but the image is really of the baby chick. My mom got me that photo when I started to raise my chickens. And so there's so much value in that photo that I have in that artwork that I have that she gave me. So if someone pointed to that and said, why do you have that? I know my why and I know that it genuinely brings me joy and there's some emotion or nostalgia that I can share with someone in expressing the value of it or that something has a specific purpose with the mugs that I have and and I have certain dishware and mugs displayed in our kitchen. If someone was to point to any of those, I know exactly what I use those items for and I know how frequently I'm using it and why it's important and maybe it's the quality of it or I like the way that it looks in the aesthetic of our kitchen or whatever it may be, but it's really taking the time to think of what is the value that it holds and do you have a very intentional purpose for that item or is it just taking up space and adding clutter? It's going to be unique to all of us. Some people that I know have a lot of like little decorations throughout their house, like tiny, tiny little trinkets. I do not like trinkets. I, that's not something that brings me joy in my house. I don't know if I have any trinkets, but that's just not something that is enjoyable for me to have out and it would feel like clutter to me. But I know people where they love that type of decoration. And so to them, that's going to be something that brings them joy, but maybe something that I love, they would think, no, I don't want that big artwork on the wall, or I don't want the vases out with the greenery. That may not be something that they love. So it's just evaluating what's personal for you and what do you th- what do you thoroughly enjoy and what adds value. The third question, this one's a pretty easy one, especially with decluttering and and there's a difference I will say between minimalism and decluttering and organizing. Organizing, you're just taking everything out and putting everything right back in, just in a way that doesn't make it look so overwhelming. But you haven't removed any of the excess. You haven't gone through 
and gone through, I guess, the heart process or the mind process of removing what is excessive and what you just don't need. So this isn't just an organizational podcast. This is really evaluating why do you own the stuff that you own? Is there excess in what you can get rid of? And does every item that you have serve a purpose and have intention? And so with this third question of do you have a specific place that this item belongs, it's not just an organizational question. It's really does it belong somewhere where when you open that drawer or you open that cabinet, it's not overflowing. It's not stuffed to the gills. There's actual like breathing room when you look at that cabinet or that closet or that drawer and thinking if an item is out on your kitchen island or a coffee table or on the floor or in your mudroom, when you pick up any item that you're looking at, do you have a place that it can go so it's out of your sight or it's not just aimlessly out in your home? And really evaluating that, yes, I have a place that this item belongs and this item belongs, it makes it very easy to clean up because then you're not just creating piles on piles in different rooms while you're cleaning the rooms you want clean. And so going through and really thinking about, do you have a specific place for this item? And if you don't, so let's say, let's say it's the mug thing again, because this was something I could relate to. I had so many mugs in our cabinet that when we would, when I would be cleaning or or unloading the dishwasher, some of the mugs would just sit on our counter because I didn't have space for them in that cabinet to put my mugs away. Well, I realized, okay, clearly there's excess here and there's mugs that are in here that we're not using on a weekly or or monthly basis even. So what I did is I went through that cabinet and I took out all the mugs that I didn't, that I wouldn't buy today and that I didn't really like and that we weren't really using so that then I had space for the mugs we were using to go nicely in that cabinet. And then the fourth thing, this is really big, especially when it comes to clothes or pretty much anything. Actually, I thought of another thing. So I've got two things left. And so one of them is the way I look at shopping is one item in, one item out. And this has been a game changer with clothes because I'll be looking at a website online and think, oh, I want that sweater that's 40% off or whatever. And then I would just buy it. And there's there wasn't anything wrong with that, but that added to the excess of everything that I owned. And so my new thing is if I am buying a new gray sweater, I have to get rid of a gray sweater that I already have. Or if I am buying a new pair of leggings, I have to get rid of a pair of leggings I already have. And having myself make that decision every time I'm buying something causes me to pause and think, do I want to give up that item that I genuinely love that I already have for this new item when I don't even know if I'm going to love it? And I don't like returning things. So that's part of it is I know myself with some things I may not go the extra mile to return it. So I want to be 100% confident that I'm going to love this item before I buy it. And that's part of the process of thinking I have to get rid of one item before I purchase something else or else I'm going to end up with four black short sleeve shirts or eight pairs of leggings. And I don't wear all of those, but I had all of them just in my drawers and in my closet. So the one in, one out has really helped. And to help me realize, wow, I really love the stuff that I've saved. I really love the stuff that I've kept in the process of removing the excess. That also validates the items that I already own, but it has helped me shop less significantly because I'm asking myself that question and realizing, oh, I already have this cream sweater 
or I already have three pairs of leggings, or I already have a pair of Nike running shoes. You know, there's so many things that we can do this with that that one in one out has been something very helpful when it comes to my shopping habits. Okay. And then the last thing that I thought of that I want to sneak in to this list is something that I would ask myself before I even started this more minimalism perspective on what I owned and how I shopped. But for years, whenever I've gone shopping, it kind of goes back to the, do you have a specific place that this item belongs? But I would always ask myself with every item I would buy, especially when it came to decor, mirrors, frames, vases, artwork, whatever, I would ask myself, do you have a space in mind where this item is going to go? And I don't mean going to go eventually. Like one day I want it on that wall or I want to have it for when I change the design or the colors that I want in a specific room. No, I'm talking that when you get home with that item, you know exactly where it's going to go in your house and you have a vision for it that day with intention. And that has helped me not buy so many things because I'll see things where I'm like, oh my gosh, I love this. This would look so good in our house. This would just look so beautiful with the decor we already have. I'm just swooning over that item. And then I realize I have nowhere to put this dresser or I have nowhere to put this side table or nowhere to put this lamp or this clock. And so it's just created a realistic perspective of, okay, it's great that you love it. And going shopping can be really fun for just inspiration and something to do, especially with friends or whatever. But not just buying things for the sole purpose of, I love this, therefore it justifies that I buy it. I don't think that's healthy. Hasn't It wasn't healthy for me. So that's why my mindset was, I love it, but let me think if it actually has a place today that I know it would fit well in my house. And, and maybe, like I said, it might be something you're adding and then you're removing something. So maybe you see this really cute side table and you love it, and you know in your mind, oh, I'm going to have this replace this side table that I have, so then that perfectly justifies to buy it. So that process of asking myself, do I have a place that it's actually going to belong, has helped. And one of my dear friends, Heidi, when we go shopping, she always tells me, she's like, Renee, doubt means don't, because I'll have an item and I'll be talking to her and saying, should I get this? Do you love it? Do you love this shirt? Do you love this lamp? Do you love this vase or whatever? And she'll be like, Renee, doubt means don't. If you don't love it right away, you're probably never going to love it. And so that little phrase is something that has helped me. So maybe that will help you when you're shopping as well. But all of this to say, I hope that this is encouraging for you just to evaluate what you own, why you own it, and maybe somewhere in one aspect of your home or in your life, you can choose to live with less and get rid of the excess. And so these questions and these prompts and this context is just to share where I'm at, how I view it, and some of the tangible advice and questions to give you momentum in this process if it's something you want to try out. Because I think no matter how much you get rid of or how little you get rid of, it's not necessarily the point. It's just a matter of creating that rhythm to ask yourself, would I buy this today? Does this add value? Does it have a purpose? You know, all these different questions of just being intentional and thinking, 
What do you own? Why do you own it? And then using that perspective when you're shopping, because over time, as you start to apply some of these aspects, you'll start to find that you own less or you shop less, or there's more order in your home and more rest and simplicity and less time that you're investing, organizing and cleaning and just trying to upkeep your home. So all these things have been really impactful for me and been very meaningful in how I've applied it. So I hope this was helpful and that your own personal minimalism journey is something that's life-giving for you. 